Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. It is AW Revolution Day. We are pumped yeah. here at the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, the KOP Predictions Champion. Finally back after a little two-week hiatus. Uh, thanks to my great ho- co-host, the wise man or unwise man, depending on how you look at it. Paul Zartman is joining me as he and Shep held down the fort Afternoon, Paul, and uh, thanks for Afternoon. holding down the floor, man. And no problem. Somebody's got to do it when, you know, the champ only shows up when he feels like it. You still should acknowledge me. Never. Never. <laughs> I'll do like The Rock did. <laughs> hey, L for Lee, right? Yeah, sure. That's what we'll go with. I'm not going to pull a Shep and get us the explicit rating a minute and a half in because, you know, otherwise I'd give you some Steve signals. Uh, he's been on. He's been on one the last two weeks. Whoo, man. Yeah, I can't keep up with flashing the explicit logo up there. But uh, he is not joining us. He is on a little nice vacation with his family. But uh, mm-hmm. no worries. He has sent me his predictions. So okay. he'll be joining us in spirit, I guess. And hopefully yeah. next week we'll have the, the whole crew back next sunday hopefully. with a new so, champion uh hopefully not um, probably not me but because i mean i took some pretty wild picks here i don't know paul this is your pay-per-view in the past in the history of the kicking out podcast this is where paul usually has a perfect card revolution so <laughs> uh probably not this year <laughs> well it's it's probably gonna be not. interesting i thought this was a pretty hard card to predict um, it was some of them. It was harder. It was hard f- as far as point values. Others. It was like, oh, I could really see this going either way. So, yeah, I will say uh, I battled a lot with almost all of my predictions. I could have gone either way on all but like two or three. Yeah. Um, and even if I lose tonight, I'm going to be happy with either outcome of all these matches. Oh, this is, I mean, I always get excited for AW's pay-per-views, um, especially when it used to only have four every year, but now yeah. we're up to, it looks like it's going to be nine, maybe 10 this year. So mm-hmm. we're getting up their numbers, but they always deliver. And I'm real excited about this one. Um, before we get Absolutely. into our predictions, if you had to pick, uh, I guess that probably, I- I'm guessing we're both most excited for Sting's last match. Yes, no. Yeah. Yes. That's that's oh I froze. There we go. <laughs> I think I, uh yes, I, I am excited for Sting's last yeah. match. Yeah, oh, I think okay. that's the one I'm most excited <laughs> for too. Uh but besides that, what match are you most looking forward to? Um honestly, probably the uh Osprey Takeshka match. Me too. Or the triple threat match. I think Osprey Takeshka Good chance that steals the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Um, I think one getting slept on is Kingston and Danielson. It It is. It is. Uh, that's going to be a hard-hitting match that's going to deliver. Both of these guys can deliver some pretty meaty chops, and I've got a feeling there's going to be some stiff stuff thrown through tonight. Do you think we see any surprises tonight? Any any debuts, any returns, anything like that? You know, I've been kicking around this idea um, because it's teased that uh, Mercedes Monet will debut at Big Business. But I wouldn't be surprised, big time last night. surprised if she showed up tonight. Yeah. I, I, um, I would be I surprised. Know. I would be. I think it'll be March 13th. Um, I... You know, part of me is like, maybe 
I, I don't think Kenny's ready to come back. I was like, maybe MGF, but I don't think no. I don't think they'd do that yet. So I don't think we're going to no. get any returns or huge surprises. I think it's going to be mainly just good matches uh, that are on the court card and then highlighted by Sting's last match. Uh, okay. I think starting I mean, next I, week, if we start the surprises with, I think Okada shows up in Atlanta Wednesday night mm-hmm. for Dynamite. That's kind of the rumor. So. Yeah, and I, I do have one big surprise, but I'm not going to talk about it until we get to that match. Okay, all right, I like that. I like, well, let's dive right in. We have we have eleven matches, so for everybody Before that's we never. Do that, I know Shep's not here to do. Oh, yes. uh, what are we drinking tonight? So I figured, you know what? I'll do a little uh, in honor of Shep. I'll, I'll drink some Nos, and this way we can at least get that feel. So what's your, I know you're a big energy drink guy. What's, what's your go-to brand? Is it, is it an ass? Is it monster? Is it Red Bull? Full throttle was for the longest time. Um, but when COVID hit, it got hard to find full throttle and then it became NOS. So if you haven't had NOS, go grab a NOS. If you're an energy drink person, it's really good. It's smooth. And it goes down like butter. What flavor is that? Um, uh, I don't know the original. Oh, I I wasn't. I, I've had it, but I couldn't remember what it was. So, yeah. Uh, it doesn't say on the can, so I guess just the original. I know they've got a couple different ones out there now, mm-hmm. but that's the the blue is the original. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, now we will die. Now that that's done, yeah. we will dive into our predictions and how this works. If this is the first time you. Tuned in to one of our prediction podcasts. Um, so we, we each, you have a point value for every match, and you can only use the value one time. So the match we're most confident in will be our 11th, 11 point pick. Match we are least confident in will be our one point pick. So with that said, we have 11 matches. Yeah, that's how that works. Two on the zero hour, starting with women's tag match. See if I can bring it up there. Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale versus TBS champion Julia Hart and Sky Blue. Yeah. You want to go first champ or you want me to? Sure, I'll throw my I'll throw my pick out there. Um, this one, this is one of those ones I'm not really sure. I could I could see it going either way. It's kind of this whole rivalry just went back and forth. I'm glad this was added though, because I was like, okay, what are we doing with the TBS champ? Nothing like I feel like she should be on the card. So I'm glad this was added at the last moment. I'm going with Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, but only for one confident point. Oh, OK. Um, I'm right there with you with Statlander and Nightingale, uh, but I went seven. I originally and here's I, I had seven on this match to begin with. I kind of did this backwards and put my confidence points down before I actually picked my winners. I originally picked heart and blue on this, but last minute I went, nope, I'm going to go Statlander and Nightingale. I feel it sets up for them to say, hey, you know, we beat you. Nightingale wants a shot at the TBS championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm right. I'm right there with you. I, I mean, we know Stokely will get involved somehow. Yep. Um, or his presence will be felt, but yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, uh, I could see it going the other way. Maybe that's why I played it safe and put one one point on it. So, but yeah, yeah. our co-host Austin Shepard differed from both of us. He's taking Sky Blue and Julia Hart for six. Okay, now remember our non-existent co-host for the week um, has had bad luck when it comes to women's matches. Almost Absolutely. every pay-per-view. Yep, so. absolutely, yes. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on tonight. So, the other zero-hour match. This was just added the last few days. It's a twelve-man tag match. We have the Bang Bang Scissor Gang against Satnam Singh, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Private Party, and Willie Mack. I'll let you start this one off, Paul. Uh, I'm very confident in this and it shows I went bang, bang, scissor gang for eight points. I feel they're still trying to show that these guys are an extremely cohesive unit before everything falls apart. So I think they will get the victory tonight. 
Does it rub you the wrong way that we've seen Jay White go from main event match at full gear to the zero hour match in two pay-per-views later? Kind of, but at the same time, I understand it. Yeah. Um, Me too. You know, I, I think with ROH trios champions, they're going to be on ROH a lot more. And originally TK said no ROH stuff on AEW. So having them on there, um, being on the pre-show or zero hour, I, I understand it, but still it doesn't seem right. Yeah. And, and, and have they been on ROH that much? I have not been a good ROH watcher. I haven't watched week to week. I, I don't know. I get notifications when the matches show up on YouTube, but that's about it. I just, I don't know how I feel about, I mean, I know the bang, bang scissor game, they're fun and, and they sell a lot of merch, but like, I don't think it's hitting as Tony Khan and AEW hoped it would. I mean, we haven't seen the trios titles defended since all in that's six months ago. Yep. yep. That's, that's that kind of ridiculous. That was house of black. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I, I want to see a turn or, you know, a division, some split, a split and unify the title, something, something to yeah. draw me back in. So. And I think we'll see that at uh, the next pay-per-view. Yeah. But I went with the bang, bang, scissor game, but for five. Okay. I think they'll win, but it's, it is, I'm, I'm very confident they're going to win. It's just, there's that many more matches. I'm even more confident on the card, or maybe I'm just taking a big shot here and there. So, okay. But Shep was right there with you, but one point higher, he went bang, bang, scissor gang for nine. Okay. All right. And with the uh, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett stuff that we've been seeing on Rampage here lately and a little bit on Collision, um, those two are going to argue, and that'll probably Mm -hmm. cost them the match. Yep. I I don't understand the Willie Mack involvement, really, in this. I don't either. And I was kind of surprised with Private Private Party because they've been more of a face duo it seemed like lately but yeah they go back and forth Uh, i think they they were going to turn them heel and then they decided to try it maybe with the hardies so then they moved private party back to the face side and they're this sammy guevara of tag team (laughs) that's a good comparison or the or the paul white if we really want to get into the weeds yeah next up we have what was supposed to be meat madness that got changed into the uh uh, scramble match. We have Chris Jericho, Will Hobbs, Lance Archer, Wardlow, Dante Martin, Hook, Brian Cage, and Magnus. Eight man scramble match. The winner of this gets a future title, AW World Heavyweight title shot. I kind of like the pivot to this match, considering the fact that, you know, Miro couldn't go, Keith Lee couldn't go, some of the other bigger guys that Tony wanted in for a Meat Madness match. So he puts this match together. We still have some meaty guys, you know, Wardlow, Hobbs, Brian Cage. But then you got Jericho, who's a past, oh, Lance Archer, another meaty guy. Then you got Jericho, who's a past champion in there, you know, giving him something to do, I guess, I suppose. And then we got some high flyers like Magnus and Dante Martin. So, um, and then you got hooked right there. That's not a high flyer, but he's a ground and pound guy and an FTW champion, something for him to do as well. Um, so I'm, I'm all right with this. I, I got no problem with no complaints with the scramble match. I don't have any complaints with the scramble match. Um, my problem is, you know, like Keith Lee and Miro, they weren't originally advertised when this came out as meat madness. We had Wardlow Hobbs cage Archer. and, archer that was it those four guys going at it and then i was like okay um why (laughs) because you know tony khan broke it on uh x or twitter or whatever you Mm want to call it that due to health concerns uh meat madness was being basically put on hold and something would take its place and that was this but i'm okay with it i like these names um I worry for Dante because every time he's in something big like this with a bunch of other guys, he seems to get hurt. Yeah, he does. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy because I'm looking forward to him, you know, come away from this match. Like, my God, Dante Martin did this, this, and this. Yeah. And same thing with Magnus. So, Well, last time Dante was in a big match like this, he came away with, my God, Dante did that, but that was due to an injury. 
And, you know, I think going back to Tony pulling the Meat Madness match, I don't know what what other big guys were in consideration, but I think you have to have the Butcher in a Meat Madness match. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we've seen him here recently pop up to help break up fights. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Get paid. uh, Participate with some catering and then break up fights. Yep. Um, Yep. We will start with Shep's pick here. Ship took Wardlow for seven. Oh, okay. Um, I'm there with Wardlow, but, you know, TK has a tendency to flip the script on us a lot. So I only went with one confident point on this. Well, you might be the smart one out of us three because there is, you know, eight guys in the match. So you probably shouldn't pick anybody for a high point value. But I was right there with Ship. I went Wardlow for seven as well. I think... Just story-wise, that makes the most sense. I mean, he's made it plain and clear he's coming for the world title. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they could, you know, flip it. I I just, some of these guys aren't in line for any sort of title shot. No. Others, you can make the case for it. And, and Jericho's, the, you know, the lone past AEW world champion in this match. The first ever AEW world champion. Yep. But I just don't think it fits in line with a lot of the other guys in the match that the Warlow makes the most sense. So. Right, because, I mean, looking at this match, you can guarantee Archer won't get a shot. Uh, Dante won't. Magnus won't. Cage won't. And Hook won't. So that really leaves you Jericho, Wardlow, and Hobbs. Exactly, which are probably the three. Um, yeah, Hook's already had a chance, I guess, didn't he against Mojo yeah. earlier this year, but... Yeah, those three you mentioned, Jericho, Hobbs, and uh, Wardlow are probably the three that make the most sense. Yeah, because every time Archer gets a push, he just vanishes from TV Yep. yep. in the midst of the push. so yep. He showed up in Warrior Wrestling the other night as a yeah. surprise. So. Yeah. But the, he was, I saw on social media, they, uh, he was getting interviewed by somebody, and they were talking about contract negotiations. He said he's still got a little time left on his deal with you know injuries and such, but he said negotiations are going good. So maybe he's going to resign. I thought he might be one when his contract was up. He might go elsewhere. We thought so the first time his contract was coming up and then they resigned him. him and cage both. That's true. That's true. So up next, uh, this should be a fun tag match against two teams who have been bitter rivals last month or so. FTR and the Blackpool combat club is John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, it's going to be a hard-hitting match. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. This is right up Shep's alley, and we'll start with Shep again. No surprise here. He took his boys FTR, but he only took them for one point. Mm. Okay. Um, I went opposite and went the BCC for two points. Um, nothing against FTR. There's just been a lot of push here lately for the BCC. Sure. And I think that push is going to continue. And I think we see that here tonight. This is one I can see going either way. I had a tough yeah. time picking it. That's why my points are pretty low. I went FTR for three. And my main reason was, at the end of the day, they're more of a tag team than Claudio and, and Moxley. Yes, Claudio and Moxley have tagged a lot, but they're still just part of their faction. And I think FTR is going to get right back in the mix for the tag team title hunt here soon. So... That's why I'm going with FTR for three, but should be a fun, hard any match. I can see going either way. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have the international championship match. Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Yeah. This match has been building uh, the whole time. The undisputed kingdom has been around. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll I'll hit this first and uh, be the bad guy here. I went for six points, Roderick Strong. I think uh, Orange's injuries are kind of showing again. Um, I don't think he was ready to reclaim the title, but due to injuries, he was the best option for it. Yes. So he picked it up, and I think it's time that he just drops the title for a while at least and uh roddy would be a good guy to drop it to even though i don't like him yes we never saw you know moxley 
get his run with the title because of injuries. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. I'm going Roderick Strong. I'm going Roderick Strong for nine. Ooh, okay. Taking a big swing here. I just think the kingdom has to come out of this pay-per-view with some momentum. That's why Warlow yes. needs a win. That's why Roderick needs a win. If not, then what are we doing with the kingdom? Exactly. Not much. No. So so I went Roddy for nine. And Shep also went Roderick Strong, but only for two. Okay. Only for All two. Right. So he needs to be a big OC fan. Yes. Tonight. So. Yes. Yep, I think it would do Roderick well. And Roderick's great in the ring, and he's not too bad on the mic. So uh, I could care less fine with for some him new, on the new mic. Blood, some new blood, some new blood uh, having this title. So if he wins next Sunday when this pay per view starts, I'm just going to be Roddy and just start yelling everybody's name when I want your <laughs> attention. All right. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine out of the wise man. Uh, up next, a uh, second time we've seen these guys face one-on-one. Eddie Kingston got the upper hand the first time. It's Eddie Kingston, the Continental Crown champion, versus Brian Danielson. So the winner gets Continental Crown, the New Japan uh, title, and the um, ROH World title. I will yeah. start here for us okay. this time. Um, and also, Eddie said if he wins, Danielson's got to shake his hand, which is something that Brian has refused to do yes. to date. So I am going with Eddie Kingston for six confident points. I just, I I know that Brian's having a great last run. I just don't, for whatever reason, I can't picture him holding all three of those titles. He's all such right. a selfless guy. I don't think he would want to win the titles. Okay. All right. I'll go next. Um I went with Brian Danielson for five. Um, as we were making our 2024 predictions, I originally had Danielson holding that at the end of the year. And then I remembered he was talking about this being his last run. So I changed it last minute, but I'm going to go back to it and say, he's going to at least hold it this year, even if it's right. just for a couple pay-per-views and then he gives the rub to somebody else. Well, this this is gonna be one of those interesting matches as far as our predictions goes. This could be a make or break match. Uh, Shep went with Eddie Kingston for four. Calm down. Oh yeah, he went with his buddy Eddie. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's not going against Dak Eddie. Eddie. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, he is. So yeah, that should be a that should be a good match and one I I think could potentially steal the show. It's but, definitely gonna be a good show. But the one we both agreed on at the top of the podcast that we thought had the best chance to steal the show. Yes. Is two f- members of the Don Callis family going against each other? Will Ospreay making his full-time AEW debut versus Kenosuke Takeshka, who is, along with Ospreay, the only guys who have pinfall victories on on the AEW roster over Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho for singles competition. Yes. Two very talented individuals. Very talented. Both spent time in New Japan. Um, they know each other. Uh, I went Osprey for 11. I did too, my friend. It's his debut. There's no way way he's dropping this match. I went for with 11 and Shep went with him for 10. So we all have big points on the Billy goat. Will Osprey. I love Will Osprey. He's awesome in the ring. I think he's the best in the world between the ropes. And, his reaction showing up on Dynamite Wednesday night was awesome from the crowd. I think he's part of the future of AEW. Tony's got to push him to the moon. Yeah, he's not losing this. No. I, I think. I think though we will see a split from him and the Callis family tonight. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to um, because he came off so much like a face in that yes. promo Wednesday night. Yes. Yes, and that, and, and Osprey can do both. He can be a, a babyface and a heel. He's really good. In that, in that sense, um, but I think you push him as a baby, and and where I would like to see this go is have a big tag match between Callis Family versus, um, um, oh my gosh, what's his uh, faction with Davis and Fletcher called? <laughs> United Kingdom. Aussie Open. Aussie Open. Aussie uh, Open is the, the the tag, but I the think tag. United. It might be United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Yeah. 
Yeah, but either way, yeah, have Mark Davis, Kyle Fletcher, and Osprey take on Hobbs uh, to catch. Well, you'd have to. Well, you'd have to have Fletcher split from the Cal's family too. Dude, yeah, yep. yeah, he could. He's good with his buddy Osprey. So I think in long run, like down the road this year, I think Takeshka is going to be the only one remaining with Callis. I think we're going to see everybody oh, yeah. start to split, which is yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Oh, absolutely, makes perfect sense. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. That's going to be a fantastic one. Uh, up next, it's another fun one. One uh, I haven't been able to share my thoughts the last two weeks on the podcast. One I was kind of s- surprised to see come to fruition. I thought we'd see the final grudge match between Christian Cage and his buddy Adam Copeland. But instead, we're getting Christian Cage defending the TNT Championship against Daniel Garcia since Copeland mm-hmm. sidelined after taking the chair. Chir- chir- Concerto. Concerto. Words are hard on this Sunday. Uh, words are hard every day. Yeah, That's he took true. the concerto and uh, got sidelined. Yeah. Do you think he shows uh, up tonight? Though? I, I do. I think he'll show up in Garcia's corner um, because we already know Christian's bringing the entire uh, patriarchy with him. So him showing up even during the match, maybe not come out with Garcia, but just show up during the match and hang out at ringside or even on commentary. Yep. But yep. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in my pick. So go for it. Pull trigger. All right. Uh, for nine points, I went with Christian Cage. I like Garcia. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan. I love what he's doing. I love the dancing. I love how he has really turned everything around uh, since the Continental Classic. But we're not going to see that belt change hands until we get that final grudge match between Christian and Copeland. Shep's right there with you. He went Christian Cage for eight. I also went Christian Cage, but I only went for two. Uh, because I could see Copeland helping Daniel Garcia win the title because they are pushing Daniel Garcia pretty heavily, especially after Continental Classic. Um, But also part of me is like, I could see Copeland, maybe not tonight, but maybe planting some seeds to turn heel because I do think by the end of this year he's going to turn heel. And that was one of my uh, bold predictions in my my championship predictions was he and Christian were to hold tag team gold by the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. but I, I agree with you. Ultimately, I think we have to get that final match between those two guys because he was screwed out of the TNT title at World's End. Yeah. So, so I yeah. am going Christian for two, though. I'm a little, little nervous about that one. And and before we get uh, to Shep's pick here, I, I do want to say I think what we see happen between uh, Copeland and Christian in their final grudge match is the other members of the patriarchy not back him up and then edge is like see i told you or copeland excuse me yeah yeah yeah. i told you uh they would turn on you and they did so now you're left alone so how about it one more time tag team champions yeah we've already seen the kill kill switch C's being planted for turn, but but we haven't seen the Nick Wayne yet. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yep, I like that. I like that. So we're all in agreement with Christian. You with nine, ship with eight, myself with two. So up next, the lone woman's match for the main card for the women's AW World Championship. Timeless Tony Storm defending against Diana Perrazzo. This is going to be a very, very interesting match. Um, There's a lot of history between these two. We've seen it play out. We saw Tony plant the kiss uh, this week. It's going to be a good match. Yeah, no, it's going to be a very good match. Um, I'll, I'll go first for this one. You know, part of me wanted to pull the trigger with Deanna. But I think with Mercedes Monet coming in here in the near future, I think she'll ultimately be the one to take the title off Tony Storm, even though I think Diana puts up a great fight tonight. So with that said, I'm going Tony Storm for eight confidence points. 
Okay. Um, you want to do Shep next? Yeah, Shep is also going Tony Storm for five confidence points. Mm. I cut out. I'm back. I think maybe. All right. Am I back yes. Now? Yes. Yes. You're back on my okay. end. Yep. I, uh, uh, I differ. I went Deanna Peraza for four. Ooh, that here's the big match of the pay per view for it. Well, Shep has not picked the right women's winner yet, so <laughs> I don't have Jade to rely itself. on anymore like I used to. <laughs> exactly. You actually so. have to think now. Yeah, I do. I don't like thinking. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I couldn't be more pleased with the direction Tony's got the women's division heading in 2024, and add some more talent. I don't know if Mercedes is going to be the last one. Um, I don't might think be other so. Ones, so yeah. 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 And um, while we're talking about Mercedes and the other women's division, there has been talk and it's rumored again. I don't follow the dirt sheets as closely as you guys do. Um, so I never know if what I'm reading is true or reliable or, you know, you got to weed out the unreliable sources. Yeah. Yes. But I saw that there is a rumor that uh, Mercedes is pushing for a uh, all women's show with AEW. So whether that be a pay-per-view, whether that be a weekly show, I don't know. But with them filing um, for a new copyright for, what was it, Dynasty? Dynasty, which is supposedly going to be the April pay-per-view. So maybe that's what we're setting up for. Maybe Mercedes comes in on the 13th and says, voila, and then there's a big announcement that uh, in April we will see an all-women's pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't. That's a. It's really intriguing idea because WWE did it once, and a lot of people enjoyed it, but it was like their lowest viewed pay per view. Um, yeah. So they never did it again. But that gives AEW an opportunity to do something that WWE is not doing. So. Yep. And if you got the talent, the depth to do it. And do it? TK does. Yeah. And it so, continues to grow. So it's interesting, and, and uh, I'm just gonna go down one little rabbit hole right now. And it's interesting when we're talking about the pay-per-view schedules. You know, we did not have pay-per-view in January or February this right. year. Revolution is tonight in March like it normally is. Rumor has it, Dynasty is going to be in April. So that's two. May, we're going to have double or nothing. June, we'll have Forbidden Door. Um, then August, we're going to have All In. Then All Out's going to be in September. Um uh, uh, Russell Dream in October, World's End, or no, uh, Full Gear in November, and then World's End in December. That's nine. Yeah. If he pulls the trigger on adding one in July, that's 10. Mm hmm. Yeah. But he already runs what, three ROH? Three ROH page? ones. That's true. That's true. So. so. You're with nine, you're currently at 12. Do you really True. want to make it 13? Because that means one month your two brands are competing against each other. That's a good point, which is this month, actually, I believe. Or maybe it's no, it's probably next month because I think they're doing the ROH the Friday of Mania weekend. That's what they normally do. Okay. And then if they're adding Dynasty, if this that is a pay per view, yeah, then then that'll be probably in April, though. You can have one at the As start. You would hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. So you because don't want ROH is the same weekend. No, and ROH is through Honor Club. It's not even through Bleacher Report or anything. So right, but it's gonna be very interesting. Very interesting how it all shakes out and TV rights deal and the potential Max deal that probably has a lot to do with it. So yeah. All right, all right. Uh, next up on the card, we got two matches left, and we know what the main event's gonna be. It's already been announced. So. The World Heavyweight Championship is not the main event tonight, but still going to be a hell of a match. AW World Champion Samoa Joe defending it against Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. You know, these are three great individuals. You could pick any of them, and it would be a solid choice. 
this is one of those, you know, you go in looking at a lot of these triple threats and you go, okay, yeah, there's three guys, but there's a better chance of this or these two guys winning than any of the three. But this is one of them. You look at it and go, any one of these three could win. And honestly, I'd be okay with any of these three winning. Um, But with that being said, based off of, talk with the undisputed kingdom and cole's promo i think uh samoa joe retains for three points our buddy shep is right there with you with samoa joe for three so and i'm with you with samoa joe with both of you i'm going samoa joe for 10 Ooh, i am very confident i just I don't think it's the right, even though Swerve's hot right now, and Tony does like to go, you know, um, you know, uh, he, he likes to sometimes go with the high hand, and then somebody who's on fire, uh, strike out, strike the uh, Iron White's hot. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> um, but Sometimes. I just don't think, I don't think it's the right time. I think you give Joe a few more months of a title ring, and I really think it's going to come down to, I think Hangman ends up taking the pen. I think Hangman's so obsessed with not letting Swerve win that title, that he'll be fine yep. with taking the pen if that means Swerve can't become champion. I think that's what it ultimately Absolutely. comes down to. Absolutely. Down to. So, And I think the way you set this up is you have Joe pin Hangman. Yes, yes. So absolutely. then Strickland can come back and say, look, Joe, you didn't beat me. You yep. beat Hangman. Yep. I want one-on-one with you. Yep, and it doesn't make Swerve look weak. Not saying he no. look weak anyways. And then... No. Say we do have Dynasty next month. That's the final feud match between Swerve and Hangman. I don't know what kind of stipulation to do, but you put something on there, it's done. Swerve goes over, and then maybe Swerve challenges Joe at double or nothing. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Let this right out till double or nothing. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, I know we all three predicted Osprey to be the world champion of the year. Maybe then Osprey's in the mix at all in at Wembley. Yeah. It gives him enough time to get his feet feet wet and everything mm-hmm. so, i don't know give me the give me the pencil tony give me the pencil <laughs> well tony does listen i mean he's doing a lot of <laughs> what uh what we've told him to do so you never know you never know and lastly the main event tonight the end to a long historic career of sting AW World Tag Team Championships on the line tornado tag match. Sting and Darby Allen versus the AW EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. And before we uh, get to our picks and confident points, let's just talk about Sting a little bit. Oh, man. Um, I mean, Sting debuted at Winter is Coming 2020 for AW. which is one month before the Kicking Out podcast was born, January yeah. 2021. But I remember vividly being on the couch at my house that night watching and, you know, we hear the music and all of a sudden sting comes up on the, on the Titan, not Titan, just Jumbotron on the screen. I'm not going to call it Titan. And I remember texting you, holy shit with about a million exclamation points. Cause I was blown away because yeah. it didn't get leaked to the dirt sheets. It was kept quiet. The only possible hint and nobody really read into it was a few weeks prior WWE pulled some Sting merchandise off their website because his Legends contract had expired. Well, that happens a lot. Usually they re-up to their Legends contract. Boom, it's right back on the site. That was the only hint out there. And nobody really picked up on it. Sting makes his debut. And I thought, okay, you know, cool. Sting was going to be around once in a while. Maybe we get a match or two. Never in a million years would I have ever guessed we were going to get the three-year run that we have out of Sting. No. Um, yes, it's all been tag matches, but they have done his farewell send off absolutely beautifully and perfectly. Couldn't have been done better up until this date. Even giving the guy gold, which he didn't want, is a yeah. nice send off in his last match. And man, it's been fun. And we've seen him jump off tons of things. The dude can still go in his mid 60s. Yeah. And I still think he has some left in the tank, but he wants to. He wants to retire. He's now is now. Now is the time. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, we found out what was it last week that his dad had passed away the previous yes. week. Hmm. I think his dad was sick for a while. And that yeah. may have because he even mentioned in there that made me question my own mortality. Hmm. 
So I wonder if that had something to do with it. You know, he wants to spend time with uh, the boys and the grandkids, if there are any. Sure, I don't, sure. I don't know. And he's and, got a daughter, too, as well. And still be able to be involved in their lives without yep. being in a wheelchair or yep. on the road or, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to come to your party, but I've got this thing I got to do first. So I yep. may or may not make it. it and, you know, it's funny when we talk about wrestling retirements, because everybody's like, are they really going to retire? Because we've seen so many times guys retire and come back. Ric Flair, notably twice. Um, John Michaels, that one. Undertake, Undertaker. Shawn Michaels, that one killed me because he came back for one match and it was not a good match. And it was a big no. payday. And I'm like, Shawn, what are we doing here? But I really think this is it first thing. I do not think we'll see him wrestle another match after tonight. The Rock. He's never retired. He just leaves for 11 years well, at a time. You know. <laughs> but I really think Sting will be done. I, I don't, I'm not saying we'll never see him in AW because he's even right. made maybe we'll see him. It'll be fun to see him with a headset on doing some commentary sometime, or maybe yep. he shows up in Darby's corner if Darby's in a huge title match down the road. But as far as in ring competition, I think this is it for Sting. I truly think it is. And, you know, we talk about, uh, or you mentioned the fact that it's all been tag team matches. Yes. And uh, Rampage, when they did all the Countdown to Revolution stuff, mm -hmm. uh, I forget who it was, but they said, you know, he's given Darby that rub. This is the perfect mm -hmm. way to do it because now you get these two to build up together and he's given him the rub every match. Darby's normally the one picking up the victory. Uh, Sting, yeah, we'll pick up a handful of them from time to time, but Darby's really gotten that rub from Sting, and this works without having to put them one-on-one -on -one against each other every single time. Right, right. It's safer working environment for him to work mm -hmm. a tag match. Uh, he won't get blown up that way, even though the guy's in phenomenal shape to be in his 60s, oh, yeah. for being in his 60s. He looks uh, a lot better than he did in uh, WWE. And um, that, that, I mean, he was younger in WCW, but uh, well, he's got yeah, better tan, tan now than he did in 97. Uh, Starcade, just ask Eric Bischoff, which is a uh, he's Eric Bischoff's a loser anymore yeah. um, when it comes to talking to AEW. But I'm, I mean, the, the, this is just such a perfect night tonight uh, in, the, in the Greenboro, in the Greensboro Coliseum, which is kind of where Sting made name for himself against Flair, Clash of Champions, 1988, same building. It's sold out tonight, 16,000 plus. Um, and they've done such a good job building to this. They announced it months ago, even before the location was announced. Yeah. Yeah. And man, it's uh, couldn't couldn't write a better ending. Depending, no. I mean, either way the match goes. And I could see the match going either way. I really can. I can um, too. And you know, Sting is the only guy I can think of in professional wrestling that nobody has a bad thing to say about. Right. Nobody. Right. No. Nobody has ever said a bad thing. There's been at least two documentaries that I can think of regarding mm -hmm. Sting. Yep. And nobody had anything bad to say about yep. it. I'm just so glad he's getting the, to end his career this way. Mm -hmm. um, when after the uh, spinal stenosis thing, uh, the diagnosis after the Seth Rollins Night of Champions match 2015, I never thought we'd see him in the match again. No. So we've seen 20-some matches now. And other countless segments, great promos, vignettes. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a hell of a ride. It, one of his better runs of his career, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that, I pose a question to you. Which version of Sting was your favorite? Uh, all right, well. You got Surfer, Crow, TNA, Joker, WWE, and now this version. And you forgot Wolfpack. Oh, yeah. Which it's funny because when I was a kid, I had a Wolfpack action figure. I had a t-shirt that of the Wolfpack that he was on, but it was so looking back now that I'm older and can look back on it. Such a weird fit. Yes. Why he was in the Wolfpack. I'll never understand. And it was only for a couple months. I, it was very weird. Yeah. Yeah. But as somebody who uh, watched all that stuff, it seems yeah. like Wolfpack sting was a lot longer than a couple months. I know it always feels know. like it was like a couple years because yeah. everybody, when they talk about sting for the longest time, it was the red and black. Yo, yeah, sure. But, um, I'm a punk he's, kid. He's got that. He's got that cult following of the, the yes. sting wolf pack 
versions got that cult following and the Wolfpack does itself. I love them. Yeah. I think the Wolfpack's awesome. I mean, I, I appreciate what the black and white did. Trust me without the outsiders, Hogan, Nash Hall, the wrestling industry is not the same today, but the Wolfpack right. were cooler. They were the cooler version of the NWO. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the black and white became the Bischoff boys. And then the yeah. Wolfpack was Nash's boys. Really? Yeah. And it was kind of WCW's answer to DX. It, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, a- as a punk emo kid who always loved the movie, I'm going crow sting. Hands I, down. I, I think everybody's probably does. Um, I mean, some other variation Joker's thing was a lot of fun. Oh, TNA. that was TNA a lot of fun. Yeah. Fun. yeah. I mean, TNA sting his time in TNA. I remember that more than any other time. Cause I was still so young towards the end of the end of WCW, but the black and white crow sting non-wrestling fans know who sting is. Mm-hmm. Because of it. Um, another question I wanted to pose to you, and I, I should ask Shep because I wanted to get his opinion. Because I liked how you did the the question to Shep two weeks ago, even though the guys was like, "Oh God, I got to pick one of these Ryback or uh, or a Goldberg." Which and that got came a lot out of, of nowhere. Don't it's got don't a lot of views for us on from. YouTube. So thank you. So I'm posing a question to you, and I don't think you can go wrong with either guy, Sting or the Undertaker. Ooh, mm. the match we never got that we all wanted. Yeah, um, I seriously still think that should have been his match in WWE. Uh, it should have. It's, it's, it, it's, it it's, don't even get me started about thirty-one of Triple H going over him. That's yeah. It should never have been NWO versus DX, which made no sense because he never got along oh. with NWO or the Black and White. I should say. Right. It should have been Wolfpack if it was anything, <laughs> and he should have came out in the red and black. But yeah. um. Which the jacket had the red and black on it. Didn't it did. It? it did. Okay. Yeah. Man, this is this is tough. Um, both had phenomenal careers. Absolutely. Um, Takers was longer because Sting had so many breaks. Um, they were the same version for each company. Like when you thought WWF. Yes, I said that. Mm-hmm. You thought Taker. When you thought yes. WCW, you thought Sting. Yep, they were loyal. Um, yeah, so when Sting started popping up in TNA, people were shocked. And then when he came to WWE, they were even more shocked. Mm-hmm. Between the two, man, this is this Can't is go wrong rough. with either one. You can't um, go wrong with either one. You can't. And honestly, I'm going to go Sting. I am too, Paul. I am too, and I, I mean, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not just was, saying that it's an AEW guy. I just I was more of a stinger growing up than I was a Taker guy. Yeah, uh, you know, Taker was there to scare you, and he did Sting that with was his there uh, Ministry of Darkness. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sting was there to save you from all the bad stuff. So yeah, I mean. Sting was well, the more hero of the two. And like I said, you can't go wrong with either one. I'll never, I'll never be mad at anybody if they say Undertaker. But the thing about it, I like, you know, Sting, it was just, he was just a, a, his character was a unique guy who had a baseball bat as a weapon. But Undertaker had all these superpowers. Yeah, You know, I never, I never, that was still always hard for me to buy into. Like this dead guy has all these superpowers. Controlled by the urn. Yeah, yeah. But that I may or may not contain him. him. Yes. So if I had to push, come to shove, gun to my head, I, I would pick Sting. But mm-hmm. you cannot go wrong with either one. No, you can't. So with all that said, let's pick the main event, Sting and Darby versus the EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the Young Bucks. Tag team titles on the line, tornado tag match. So it's a tornado tag match. Mm-hmm which in all technicality means anything goes. Uh-huh. I went with the Bucks for 10. I think Sting will take the pin. Um, And I think Flair gets involved to cause Sting. That is even though we just side. saw Flair, because yes. it looked like he was going to side with the Bucks, even though he went against the Bucks. Yep. I think it was a, all just a big setup. I mean, we're in Greensboro. Yeah. How many times have those two gone one on one? A lot. 
I mean, when we started this pay-per-view, they were wrestling against each other behind you on your TV there. Mm-hmm. I think that's all going to come to fruition tonight. And Very well could. We'll see, like, Flair's going to side with Sting the whole time, and then it'll be close to Sting picking up the victory, and he'll slide in and hit a low blow on Sting. In the heat the Bucks would have on them starting next week would be nuclear. Yeah. It would be, yeah, the heat the Bucks would have on them next week if all that happens would be just nuclear. They would be the biggest heels yeah. in AEW. Absolutely. And that's the push for them right now is, and, and then it'll feed into the, well, you're EVPs, so you booked yourself to win that match. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That'll get them all the heat they need. Sting gets a good send-off. You know, the Bucks will celebrate that they won the tag titles. And then they'll get out of the ring. And everybody will go crazy for Sting. Sting will stand up. He'll take his, you know, his final bow. Um, I don't think we see him leave his boots in the ring tonight. But because he's announced it's his last match. And I know that's symbolic with wrestling as you put your boots in the ring when you're done. We saw Triple H do it. Taker did it, but Taker came back after doing it. Cody tried. Malachi kicked his head off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cody tried. He was, I'm done. Boom. Nope. No, you're not. I'm here. (laughs) Um, But I think, I think Sting will show up Wednesday just as a, Thank you for everything. He'll come out with his boots. He'll put them in the ring when he's done with his promo and then ride off into the sunset, so to speak. I think our buddy Ship was right there with you with everything you said because he took the bucks for 11. Okay. Well, it could come down to the main event tonight because I am going with Sting and Darby for four. Ooh. And All right. I'm so conflicted because I can see it going either way because the Bucks, you know, Sting being the old school guy, he might want to go out, giving somebody else the rub, going out on his back, looking up at the lights, something he's never done in AEW. Yep. And I know he's been involved creatively every step of the way of his final, you know, last few months. But Tony Khan likes happy endings. And happy stories. That he does. <laughs> I, I realized what I said there. Don't worry. And, uh, I just think, I think Sting and Darby win. So Sting retires as tag team champion. And then the EVPs get mad next week. And they somehow make the titles vacant or something. Sets up for a tag team tournament that concludes at double or nothing. For new champions. Because I don't see Darby getting a new partner going forward and defending the titles. I don't see him defeating the titles by himself. So I think they kind of retire. We've seen this before. Trish Stratus retired as the women's champion in the WWE. So this isn't anything new. It's happened before. I'm taking a chance here, going with the the fun ending to the pay-per-view with Sting retiring with gold around his waist. And, you know, I would not be upset about that at all. Um, that would set up. You know, he goes out on top uh, Wednesday night. The Bucks come out and say, look, this is a bunch of BS. Mm. We're not having this. The man's not here. Darby doesn't have another partner. The titles are vacant. We're going to hold a tournament to declare the new champions, and we're in it. Yep. And we get a bye. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yep. 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 Now. If they do that, though, here's the question. Do you issue new tag titles? Great question. I say yes. I so say that yes. Way, you know, yeah. that way that's the, the design that went out with Steam. Yep. Yep. You just like the TNT title that went out with Brody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I think so. I, that's a great question. I hadn't thought about that, but I think it would be perfect timing to introduce some new ones. New look. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We did that with the women's. We did that with the TNT. And supposedly, I don't know if it's next week or the following week, we're going to get a new set for Dynamite. Maybe even yet, like, kind of a new logo yet again. So they got to rebrand it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I saw that. So I saw that new Dynamite yeah. look. People were not digging it. 
No, but I, I want the tunnels back. I do too. You can, keep, you can keep collision without the tunnels. I think collision's pre- right. presentation looks slick, but bring the tunnels back. Yep. 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 So, yep. all right, a little real quick recap for everybody's picks. Paul has um, Chris Statlander and Will Nightingale for seven points. Black uh, Bang Bang Scissor Gang for eight. Warlow for one. BCC for two. Roderick Strong for six. Brian Danielson for five. Will Osprey for eleven. Christian Cage for nine. Deanna Peraza for four, Samojo for three, and the Young Bucks for ten. Shep has now I gotta go. He, he lists them in a different order here, so I gotta. He has uh, Julie Hart and Sky Blue for six, Bang Bang Scissor Gang for nine, Warlow for seven, FTR for one, Roderick Strong for two, Eddie Kingston for four, uh, Will Osprey for ten, Christian Cage for eight, Tony Storm for five. Samoa Joe for three and the Young Bucks for 11. And I have Willow and Chris Statlander for one. Bang Bang Scissor Gang for five. FTR for, or Wardlow for seven. FTR for three. Roderick Strong for nine. Eddie Kingston for six. Will Ospreay for 11. Christian Cage for two. Tony Storm for five. Yes. Samoa Joe for 10. And Sting and Darby Allen for four. Should be fun, my friend. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a hell of a show. Regardless of who the KOP Predictions champion is at the end of the night, this is going to be a hell of a pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, and I know we've talked about this on past podcasts before, how AW always delivers on pay-per-views. Their cards are always good. But if I, if you go back, this is the fifth revolution. I can make a strong argument that revolution is top to bottom their best pay-per-view every single year. Don't know why that is, yeah. but it seems to come and, off that way. Yeah. And uh, in the existence of the KOP Predictions Championship, how many revolutions have I won this at? Every single one? Uh, every single one. It has been your pay-per-view. I went into it as champion yeah. last year, and, and you you went perfect card on me. Mm. I don't I don't think I'm doing perfect card this year. But, I don't think any of us uh, are doing I, perfect card this year. but man, This was... This was what I like mm-hmm. because this is a pay-per-view. You look at the card and go every single one of these matches could go either way or any way. Yep. And it's going to be a good outcome. Yep. Regardless. Absolutely. So, it's going to be fun top to bottom and I'm really looking forward to it. Don't and looking forget, forward to chopping it up with you guys about next Sunday. And uh, don't forget uh, for you and Shep, you more than Shep, uh, tune into Zero Hour. Because mm-hmm. then I don't ever have any problems with Bleacher Report. I've had problems once with Bleacher Report if I tuned in during zero hour. One time I forgot to tune into Bleacher Report for zero hour and tuned it into YouTube. And then when I switched over remembering it, I ran into uh, that issue you guys always run into. So tune in early and you'll get through the pay-per-view with no issues. Well said. Seven o'clock, zero hour starts. Pay-per-view start, self-starts at eight main card. Yes. So tune in at like 6.55. That's what there I There you go. There you go. Well, Paul, <laughs> why don't you, uh, unless you have anything else, why don't you wrap us up for this week? Uh, my final thoughts, I've already said numerous times, this is going to be a hell of a pay-per-view from top to bottom. Doesn't matter who wins what match. You're going to enjoy this thing from start to finish. So tune in enjoy it enjoy wrestling because that's what you're yes. going to see tonight yes, it's yes, yes. professional wrestling there's going to be a little bit for everybody tonight yes there is you have your high flyers your strong hitters your mat guys you're going to have old school even with sting so oh, tune yeah. in. and sting i think we're going to get a different side of sting than maybe we've ever seen in AEW tonight so. maybe we get uh, a mix of joker and wolf pack yeah, it's it's good. I hope fun. Darby. I hope Darby comes out with a Surfer Sting look tonight. He's got the blonde hair. I would that love to would see him paint cool. his face for one night as Surfer Sting. It'd be cool. Just the. Yeah. I'd be that'd be cool. Yep. Oh, and, and all one right. More, well, one more thing. One more thing. I should have mentioned this earlier. Thoughts on Sting coming down from the rafters one last time Wednesday night. Oh, I popped for that. I popped and I got a little choked up even. Um, Yeah, man. It's been almost 30 years since he did that last. Uh, 
he was doing it before Owen Hart. Um, Owen Hart was kind of the answer to WCW allowing Sting to do that. He fell. Sting stopped doing it. I think Sting spent a lot of time now that Owen's family is involved with AEW. I think Sting spent a lot of time talking to them saying, you know, I want to do this. Are, are you okay with it? I know what it happened was reported, with Owen. I don't want to disrespect him. It was reported Tony Khan got Martha Stewart. It's Martha Stewart. Wow. Martha Hart's my gosh. That was bad. Martha Hart's blessing for Sting to do that the other night. So, I hope kind of hope he does it again tonight. I don't want him to. I want Wednesday was perfect. Don't don't. Don't well, do I mean, again. yeah, Wednesday was perfect because he, you could still see he had the harness on. So he'd have to take the harness off. But you you had that full crow sting look, the full black jacket, the no baseball bat visible. But oh, there it is. Um, it was perfect. I loved it. If they do it tonight, I'd be okay with it. If they don't, I'll be okay with it. Yep. Well said. Well said. That's my final thought. Now I'm done. Okay. And with that, be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for all sorts of cool KOP merchandise. You can support a great podcast and look great doing so. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. Be sure to follow your KOP Predictions champion, Tanner Lee, at TannerLee92. Follow our missing co-host, Austin Shepard, at TheChef27. Be sure to follow myself, at PaulZartman921. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.